Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. Cheapastronomy.com And this is Curiosity Satisfied. Hey, Cheap Astronomers. This is one of those Cheap Astronomy Live in Somewhere episodes where I travel to some place and talk about something astronomical there. Except the astronomical thing I want to tell you about happened in Canberra, where I live. So I didn't actually go anywhere. The astronomical thing is what happened at 3.31pm on the 6th of August 2012, although that's a different time to when NASA will say it happened. But here in Australia, we like to live in the world of tomorrow. And Canberra really was the first place on Earth where we first received the signal to tell us that whatever happened, happened. Keen researchers of the cheap astronomy universe will already know that I occasionally moonlight as a volunteer explainer at Canberra Deep Space Communication Complex, which is sometimes just referred to by its Aboriginal name, Tidbinbilla. Tidbinbilla is one of three sites that make up NASA's Deep Space Network, which is the infrastructure whereby all those spacecraft out there exploring the solar system and beyond get their data back to Earth. It's also how we on Earth can send instructions up to those spacecraft. To make this work, you need three network sites in the USA, Spain and Australia because the Earth is rotating. So if there's something in the sky that needs to be tracked 24 hours a day, one station can track it for 8 hours until it drops below the horizon at which point the next station has already picked it up to track it for another 8 hours, and so on. We covered all this in an earlier Cheap Astronomy episode on the Deep Space Network. Anyhow, when there's some major event, like the landing of the 900kg Curiosity rover on Mars, there's a bit of a thrill when it's your particular tracking station that's going to be the prime site to pick up the landing signal. And this one is a major nail-biter. That signal will either herald the start of a whole new planetary adventure or a $2 billion disaster. So I am genuinely writing these first paragraphs well before the landing happens and I really have no idea how this is going to work out. Once the spacecraft carrying Curiosity begins the Mars landing procedure, the so-called seven minutes of terror, there really is nothing you can do except listen and hope. The prevailing 14-minute radio delay between the Earth and Mars means that by the time you first realise that something is going wrong, the spacecraft will already have crashed and burned upon the surface. We have a display at the Tidbinbilla Visitors Centre, which is a full-scale representation of the Curiosity rover. You stand in front of this 2.1 metre monstrosity and think, no, no way could you land this thing on another planet. Frankly, you'd be lucky to reverse park it into a tight car space, particularly with a clock ticking and only one chance of getting it right. But, 
At the Tidbinbilla Tracking Station Visitor Centre, you can also glance across to a full-scale model of the Opportunity Mars rover that landed on Mars eight years ago by bouncing along the surface cocooned in airbags. And it did that flawlessly, just like its twin rover, Spirit. And nowadays, these NASA people don't even bother thinking about landing two rovers in case of redundancy. They just decide to build a single $2 billion rover that fires laser beams and land it, ooh, about there. So here we are on the 6th of August 2012 to see how this whole thing works out. I want it to be an exemplar of brilliantly careful step-by-step project management, standing on the shoulders of successful projects of the past with just a few new tweaks thrown in. Otherwise, I know it will be forever remembered as an over-the-top, audacious, oh-my-God-are-you-bleeping-kidding-me plan that was cobbled together by a chronically underfunded, out-of-date space agency. Well, that's what I wrote before the final hour. Right now at the visitor centre, I'm thinking, hey, it's NASA. They have deliberately put their heads on the block for this one, and I can't believe they are going to screw it up. But at the same time, this is now the real world unfolding, and sometimes you really do have to expect the unexpected. Right now at the visitor's centre, the place is packed, standing room only. There's 25 minutes to go, and the spacecraft is moving at 17,000 kilometres an hour, and it's just 7,000 kilometres out from Mars. It's already being accelerated by Mars's gravity, and just before it hits the atmosphere, it will be going at about 21,000 kilometres an hour. Yikes! Even though Mars's atmosphere is thin, hitting anything that fast is going to create massive compression forces, and hence massive heating, to about 2,100 degrees Celsius. Ouch! About 10 minutes out from the expected time of the landing, we got the first indications of a Doppler shift in the spacecraft's signal as it hit Mars's atmosphere and began to decelerate. And as that information came through, I had a sudden realisation that due to the radio delay, the rover had already landed, or crashed, or whatever. Here's the audio. Spacecraft is now approaching 21,000 kilometres per hour. In about a minute's time, and then swim in the atmosphere. So they just said there's been a change in the signal, which means a Doppler shift. So the spacecraft is starting to accelerate into the Martian atmosphere right now. It's already landed. We really do live in a world where something we can set up to happen really happens, but it happens such a long way away, 250 million kilometres in this case, that we actually can't confirm whether or not it has happened for quite a while afterwards. 14 minutes in this case. It's a bit like the Schrodinger's cat story, where there's a surreal limbo period between the event and the observation of the event, where all sorts of possibilities have a temporary potentiality. But of course, when at last the signal does come through, 
Reality is locked in, or if you prefer, history is made. I'll let Glenn Nagel, Education and Public Outreach Manager for the Canberra Deep Space Communication Complex, whose voice you heard earlier, tell the rest of the story. The defence stage is now separated from the parachute and we're flying down to the surface of Mars. They are moments away from landing, folks. This historic moment in space exploration history, the Mars Science Laboratory, Rover Curiosity, getting ready for that surface, on the surface. Getting ready for that all-important sky crane maneuver, lowering the rover down beneath the descent stage. Sky crane is deploying the rover. I'm showing it up there on the big screen. Down to a descent rate of three quarters of a meter per second. We have touched down. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website where reality really is what you make of it. No ads, no profit, just good science. Bye.